The Outlet. The Talk of Southland. Welcome to The Outlet. This podcast is all about local news, sport, interviews and event information for Southland. In this podcast, I talk to Hamish McMurdo, the General Manager for Recycle South, on some common misconceptions when it comes to recycling, some of the services Recycle South offers, and their social good role in Southland. And the Tiano Tartan Festival is on this Easter weekend. I catch up with event organiser Kirsty Pickett on some fantastic new shows and games this year. But first, here's local news from the Southland app. The Outlet, local news. Here are some of the stories this week you can read more about on your Southland app. Remote webcams and drones are being trialled on rivers by Environment Southland. The new state-of-the-art technology will allow safer and more accurate monitoring of rivers in flood. A clinic to raise awareness about managing concussion for impact sport players was held recently by Rugby Southland and the Headache Clinic. The event, which coincided with Brain Injury Awareness Week, provided sports players with the opportunity to have their medical and neurological baseline tested and recorded. Invercargill City Council has appointed the architectural design team that will create the city's new museum. Australian Architects FJC Studio, together with Auckland firms Everett Martin Architects and Design Tribe, have been selected to design the new museum building. And the inaugural George Begg Festival has been held a success after more than 2,000 people attended to celebrate the achievements of the Central Southland race car constructor George Begg. The retro-themed motorsport festival also saw over 100 drivers take to the raceway, including Kiwi racing stars Greg Murphy and Paul Radisich. You can find these stories and more on the news button of your Southland app. Local news, sport, interviews and information. The Outlet. The Hokanui Community Market is held every second Saturday from 10am at St Andrew's Church Hall, Devon Street, Gore. All the info for this and other events are on the events attraction button of your Southland app. Hamish McMurdo is the General Manager for Recycle South. We talk about some common misconceptions when it comes to recycling, some of their services and their role in social good for Southland. What are some of the most common misconceptions you think that people have about recycling and how does Recycle South address them? Well, in average and probably the biggest misconception is that recycling doesn't happen and it just goes to landfill, which is totally incorrect. Everything that can be recycled genuinely does get recycled at this stage mostly overseas which has been the nature of all New Zealand recycling across the time however and probably not for this this particular conversation but for another day we're we're just developing a further processing plant here in Southland that we can um, properly recycle most plastics here in Southland and then turn them into resin which will then go on to the next type of uh, material that they'll be made into so that's to come but in the meantime we have markets for most items they go to various countries but I can guarantee everyone that they definitely go to factories and get recycled. Now I have this conversation with my wife a lot what do the numbers on plastic mean I mean which types of plastic can be recycled and are there any common mistakes, which probably I'm making, that people make when it comes to recycling? The numbers actually mean it's it's the type of plastic that the product is made out of. So they're, they're all different, a bit like metal, really, if we want to put it that way. You've got aluminium, you've got steel, 
you've got iron, etc. With plastics, it's much the same. So, for example, number one is is uh, PET, which is a big long name like polyethylene terephthalate. Excuse my pronunciation, but basically that's your fizzy bottles. So PET has its own type of plastic. Then you've got HDPE, which is high density polyethylene, and that's the things like your milk bottles and that are made out of. So they're number two. We then go through to PVC, which is a number three, LDPE or LLDPE, which is low density polyethylene. So that's your films, basically, your plastic sheets. And then PP, which is number five, is polypropylene. And we all know polypropylene pretty well gets made into many things such as clothing and whatnot, but it also makes packaging. And number six is polystyrene. Not many people probably associate with the number because it's hard to put that number on polystyrene. And the last one is number seven, which really means other. So that could be anything other that's a plastic type, but not necessarily identified individually. Often laminates and things go into that that mix. So with that, that particular number there, we often have to check whether that's a recyclable product or not. In terms of mistakes people make when, they, when it comes to recycling plastic, look, honestly, the biggest one is hygiene. We, we really need people to clean the things that they're recycling. It's our biggest contaminant is, is food waste, people recycling dirty products. So we really need them to, to give things a rinse out, please. Treat them like your dishes at home and we'll get a much better outcome with that. I guess the other message then is if you do get it wrong in terms of types of plastic you put in the bin, don't worry too much. We'd much prefer it clean so that we can sort it out rather than you trying to guess whether it's a recyclable or not. There are many non-recyclables and when I talk about laminates, that's two different types of plastic um, stuck together which we can't recycle. An obvious way to view a laminate is a chip or a biscuit packet when you see the foil on the inside. So that's a laminate type product that they're non-recyclable. But once again, I'd just come back to the hygiene. If you could just clean things out, we'd we'd get a much better rate of collection out of it. Yeah, because people forget that actually humans have a look at that and sort it out at the other end, don't they? Absolutely. Every piece of recycling that goes through the Southern facility is handled. So if you don't want to touch it, then you can guess that our people don't want to be touching it either. So really important. We'd also appreciate if people could take the lids off things and keep it big. Don't squish, don't squash your recycling. Keep it, keep it whole, and just take the lids off and throw the lids in the recycling bin. But just take them off, please. Okay, that's good because I'm often the guy squashing all the bottles and putting the lids back on. So don't do that. So part of our process, whilst it's hand picked, part of our process is it goes through a machine which has an optical eye, and so anything that's squashed, it, it thinks it's paper when it's not and we have to clean that off our paper line so if it was kept big it'll know it's a, a bottle of some sort and we'll go through this process much easier. Oh that's a good tip I didn't realise that. So can you explain what happens to glass when it's recycled and yeah, we've mentioned caps for the plastic what about caps left on glass bottles and jars? No we'd like caps off everything please doesn't matter whether it's a jar a glass jar or a plastic jar so that that's a great tip there. The, the thing about glass is that so glass can be recycled properly in New Zealand but only in Auckland and if people could understand that glass is very heavy and it costs a lot to send to Auckland it also has to be colour sorted which isn't done in our co-mingle process currently so really that's out of the question to the ratepayer. It would cost an 
exorbitant amount of money to get the glass up there. So what we do in Southland is that um, McGregor Concrete take the glass, they store it up and then they crush it and they've been doing some fantastic work with the sand and aggregate they make out of it. So at the moment, you might see some of it in roading. If you're riding an aeroplane out of Invercargill Airport, you'll see the runway glistening at you. There's a bit of glass in the asphalt there. There's some on D Street and on that new piece of work at North Road. The other things that they use, glass is very good for base course. And um, so in the building trade, putting under the houses before they put the concrete pad on, the same with roading as well. So those are some of the things that they, they're, they're attempting to do. The other thing that they find it good for is when, they, when they're doing drainage in heavy clay areas, it's very good to put glass around the, crushed glass around the um, pipe work so that they can get at it again later. It helps with drainage. And finally, they're, they're working slowly on trying to get it into concrete as well. That's not quite as easy given that many of the glass bottles come with dregs of beer and fizzy juice in them and believe it or not the sugars and things that are in that don't mix well with the chemical and that they use in concrete to harden it so they're, they're just trying to overcome that at the moment so there's lots going on with glass and I can assure you that something's being done with it positively. So what are some of the services that Recycle South offers and how do these services fit in with your mission of creating a more sustainable future? Effectively we're trying to make a circular use of everything that that, that we can accept and people also need to understand that recycling is not cheap so, so there is a cost involved um, but I can assure you the cost is less than landfill so if you think oh I'll just throw it in the bin the red bin and send it to landfill it's actually um, cheaper to, to recycle it but it, but there is a cost so that there's charges that come with that and the reason why I'm not saying a specific charge is because there's different charges for different items but you know we we, we receive you know your, your typical um, used beverage containers your, your aluminium cans and whatnot your household tin cans but we also can take many other metals as well that are easily handled the big stuff needs to go to the scrappies as as you can imagine we spend a lot of time with business trying to make sure that we are helping them recycle the the many things that business use that household homes wouldn't use so for example one of the new items we can start to take is um, building wrap a bit of a modern day phenomenon to see buildings wrapped up in plastic if that plastic's a pure LDPE plastic, we can recycle that comfortably. We're expanding into processing bale wrap and silage covers from farms at our other site at Makariwa. So once again, as I said earlier, that's probably a subject for another day, but it'd be good to talk about that in greater depth. So most businesses we, we can work with to find a solution for most of the items they're using. We'd like to think that if we can't find a uh, use for the item that they're using that we can help advise them on the right materials to use in terms of their purchasing so that they are getting the, the, the most circular use out of their products that we can. So um, we work pretty hard at that. And also, can you tell me about the social good role that Recycle South plays in the community and why it's so important to support organisations that provide meaningful employment for people? Our mission is to enrich the lives of people with disabilities by providing meaningful employment and personal development opportunities through operating a successful and environmentally aware business. And what that means in plain English is that we employ predominantly intellectually disabled folk with varying levels of 
of ability in terms of their physical ability to work. We try to cater our roles to suit them. It gives them a sense of purpose and, and a feeling that they belong to the community. And it's a really important aspect of what we do. If you wonder how how much um, impact that has on their lives. Well, it gives them a, a lot of social connection, a lot of, you know, we do a lot of activities outside of our workday to to try and uh, ensure that everyone's interacting. And, you know, like like any workplace, there's the, there's the other social groups that are, that are, that grow from this, whether it be uh, boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives, or just a social group to go down to the workies with and, and have a pint, you know, um, it's a very important part of, of what we're about. We just had our awards night on Friday past and I think I gave out four 30-year awards and one 40-year award, so that's the sort of service we're getting out of our people and that's why it's so important that we remain a, a constant part of the community on a daily basis to, to help our people. And of course the other overarching piece of work we do there is we provide pastoral support. Now, we don't get funded for that by anyone, but because we're the constant everyday people that we see our people and capabilities department do a lot of work around making sure that everyone's cared for, clean, washed, fed, housed, you name it, we're, we're uh, there to support them pretty much 24-7 really. Wow, I mean that is a fantastic thing that you do. Hamish, that is so good. Look, thank you for having a chat today and thanks for the great work you continue to do at Recycle South. Thanks very much for the opportunity. You're listening to The Outlet. I really like the interviews. I like that it's easy to listen to while I'm at the gym. I like that it's local and all about this community. The Outlet, the talk of Southland. The Splash Palace Easter Egg Hunt is on again for 2023. Hop into Splash Palace on Saturday the 8th of April for a swim and enjoy an Easter adventure while you're there. Find three laminated coloured eggs while on site, take them to the friendly Splash Palace team and they'll exchange them for a delicious Easter treat. The Easter egg hunt is running from 10am to 12pm but it's also while stocks last. For full details get to the events attractions button of your Southland app. Kirsty Pickett is an event organiser for the Tiano Tartan Festival. It's on this Easter weekend. I spoke with Kirsty about some of the fantastic new shows and games this year. Now we're going to talk about the Tiano Tartan Festival because you've been working hard on this and it's this Easter weekend, isn't it? It certainly is. We're starting on Friday night and uh, we'll be going right through till Sunday, although the Sunday activities aren't for sort of general men- members of the public. But yeah, definitely Friday night. Saturday's the big day. So tell me some of the things people will be seeing at the Tartan Festival this year. Well, the big one that's new and different and a bit of a once-in-a-lifetime is that we have, we'll be hosting the Highland Dance Company in New Zealand. It's a troupe made up of, of past and present champion dancers. They are going to be performing a stage show called Heart of the Highlands. So it's a really contemporary take on Highland dancing. It's a whole stage show based around telling the stories and legends of Highland dance and, and the legends of Scotland. Uh, but it's done in a way that is really dynamic and contemporary. I've been explaining it to, it's very hard to explain to people what it is, but it's kind of like Highland dancing's answer to river dance. What are some of the other things that families can do when they come to the Tiano Tartan Festival? So on Saturday, we have our Have a Go Highland Games. So we have got Highland heavyweight events that are all modified so that all members of the family can take part. So uh, this year we've actually tried to really cater for even the under sixes 
and we've even figured out a way of making their own cavers that are safe. We've actually made pool noodles with Dell shoved up in the middle of it to keep it steady so no one can get hurt but the kids can still throw their cavers around and then of course um, you know, some of the adults get a bit competitive about it but they'll be throwing you know for, for their cavers will be various lengths and, and widths of fence posts. We've got the farmer's walk, we've got the sheaf tossing which is always a crowd favourite and the rock carry competition. You got some professional people for the Highland Games? Yeah, well this year, again, this is another big first for us. We have eight of, well, eight of New Zealand's strongest men and women coming. They're going to be doing a bit of a showdown on four women and four men, going to be doing the proper championship grade weights. So their cavers are going to be sort of in the vicinity of five to six metres long. It's going to be quite a spectacle and their farmer's weight walk that they carry upwards of 65 kilograms in each hand. So they're going to be doing, if time allows, well, I think we'll make time allow because it'll be so spectacular. They're going to be doing seven different disciplines. So they're going to be doing the sheaf toss, the caber toss, the farmer's walk. They're going to be doing one we haven't seen here before, which is weight over bar, which is firing a weight directly above the head over a bar and then they're going to be doing a stone put which is an, a shot put but with a massive massive big stone and we're also going to be having the, the manhood stones it's got a Gaelic name I can't pronounce uh, but it's also known as the manhood stones or the, maybe the atlas stones some people know about and um, they have uh, that's the ones that people will be aware you're familiar with with the barrels where they take those great big stones and the stones progressively get heavier they have to pick them up and and, and put them on the barrel at about chest or shoulder height yeah sounds like a great weekend Kirsty. well if people want to find out more online where do they go so www.tnrtartanfestival.co.nz is our website we've got everything on there that we've got the tickets sales there for the show which is friday seven o'clock on friday night eight o'clock on saturday night we've got the entries for the Have A Go Highland Games. Even if you don't want to take part in the Highland Games, you can also do the uh, best dress. So we're looking for people to dress up in any kind of weird and wacky or, or dressy tartan and enter themselves in that competition. We've got a cup for that. And you can find all those things on the website. But also this year, we have got a special button on the Southland app. So the Southland app is going to have a special Tiana Tartan Festival section where we're going to have bios on the Highland Heavyweight competitions. We've got the timetables, all sorts of things like that. You'll get the full program for the piping and dancing. So if you've got that downloaded and you're wandering around, it'll help you navigate what's happening. The Outlet from your Southland app. Thanks for listening to The Outlet, your local news, sport, interview and information podcast for Southland. The Outlet is produced and published by the Southland app and supported with funding from the New Zealand Public Interest Journalism Fund. All episodes of The Outlet are available on the Outlet button of your Southland app and wherever you get your podcasts.